Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA.
love and happiness Yeah Something that can make you do wrong Make you do right Yeah Love
Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Monday, and I can just tell you it has been an amazing, marvelous Monday and Sunday as well. So, we just arrived back from Austin, Texas. Some of us people all over Texas were at the Texas Black Caucus put on by our Texas Black representatives there in Austin, and it was an outstanding two days of service. So we want to thank first the chairperson of the Texas Black Caucus, Representative Ron Reynolds, for his great work, and all of those that serve us in the community, and our dear fraternity brother, fraternity frat brother, Arthur Fleming was there with us. So we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but we're going to find out who all is with us. We know that Dr. Hackney is celebrating 58 years of marital bliss. And so we give him a round of applause because it's sometimes unheard of for marriages to last that length. So we have to find out from Dr. Hackney, when he comes back, what is the formula for staying married and happily married for 58 years? So we say congratulations to our cohort, and we appreciate him taking this time out to be with his family, his lovely wife, and enjoying their evening together and celebrating 58 years of marital bliss. Mr. Arthur, are you there? How you doing? How you doing this uh, evening, Miss McKellar? I am great, Mr. Arthur. I am great. We're we finally arrived, and uh, so we say that safe travels to my cohort that I spent the last couple of days, beautiful days with. Had an amazing time. Had an amazing time with you, Mr. Arthur. It was just a great, great two days, and so uh, we know you're here. And let's see if. Uh, 
You heard somebody else say that. Yeah, yeah, I'm here again. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was playing. Oh, go ahead. I was playing a clip of uh, when Dr. McKellar uh, and you were uh, talking about the Texas Black Caucus. Uh, oh. Dr. McKellar is going to be a little late and Colin's being loud, so I was playing an old clip, but then I saw you come on, so I figured I'd go ahead and oh, open okay, up the so line. I, okay, so I was talking to myself. Yeah, you were talking to yourself. Okay. <laughs> but now you're, you're talking to me, so it's okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, well first of all, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Riri. Thank you, you How too. You Doing good. How's, how's, How about you? Well, we made it to 2024. Here yeah. we are. And now we just got to make it through 2024. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just now leaving uh, Eddie Bernie Johnson's wake. Yeah. Uh, the, pre- the, the president finally showed up. I was trying to leave oh, okay. earlier, but the, pre- the president finally showed up. And so uh, I saw him down there greeting the family. I don't know if he's going to speak or not, but everybody, I, I, I don't know if everybody took the opportunity to get up and start leaving. Look like to me. I don't think it's a protest against him, I don't think, but. Right, you know, the but, but, the free but, 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 the ceasefire protest. Yeah, it's that it's that it's cold it's that cold out here. It's, it's got uh, the, the wind the wind is shifting in. It's it's like cold. Oh, yeah. I looked I looked at. I get to get out. I get to get out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, because see, when the president came, they locked everything down, right? So I couldn't right. leave. And now I'm trying to leave and. Of course, traffic kind of thing. But now, uh, uh, so tell me about so tell me about your holidays, right quick. How how did your holidays go? Uh, hope everybody did everybody get COVID and unlike that again. I know y'all have been dealing with a little bit of that. So how how how, how tell me a bit about your holiday, right quick, folks. Sure, and then we get on. Well, uh, we we finally got over COVID, thankfully. So we were pretty uh, well for the holidays and. We actually had a really lovely, lovely holidays. My kids are so just amazing. You know, they just never ask for anything. And they really, they, I mean, they really do get into the spirit of the holidays and think about other people. And that just always makes me so proud and happy. So it was, it was really nice, really nice to spend time with my family and um, had a coworker um, who didn't have anybody for the holidays, uh, come over and spend time with us, and she enjoyed everything. So we just had a great time. We, we were like a little hippie uh, commune over here. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hey, well, well, we had a we, we had a, a, a a great uneventful Christmas. You know, oh well, good. Well, 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 I say, well, I say uneventful. I did lose a cousin Christmas Eve. One of my cousins. Oh family. no! <laughs> but uh, I'm so sorry. Well, she had been sick. It wasn't like a surprise. She had been sick uh, mm-hmm. for a minute. So anyway, but like, yeah, yeah. But other than that, but that it was a great, uh, it was a great time. Good. A great time. Good. Yeah, so I'm glad to hear that. So, so you're ready to go for 2024? What, what's going to look like? You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got the, of course, we got oh. the, the uh, trials going on. They have the, mm-hmm. we have the. Uh, uh, you know, world dot net. We got the thing going on in Israel where it looked like that mm-hmm. kind of like the tail wagging the dog. You know, we're getting yeah. all that money. We can't tell them to stop doing that. So yeah. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, you know, but that's going to uh-huh. be resolved at this point. So, uh, yeah. so we have a whole lot to 
talk about. Then, of course, Texas. Of course, we got we got the election coming up. We got our we got our governor. We got our no good little governor that we got. <laughs> uh, doing his little governor thing. Yeah. So. So uh, we got to. So we got a lot of stuff that we're gonna have to uh, deal with. Uh, now, 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 at Eddie B's thing tonight at her uh, at her wake, I guess, I guess that you know, the, you know, you at the Black Caucus came down. Uh, her friends at the Black Caucus were here, and uh, mm-hmm. so, and uh, like I said, the president came, and so it's a big, it looks like it's a nice affair. And so she's gonna tomorrow. They're gonna have a film tomorrow. I think at eleven o'clock I think it is. And after that they're gonna they're gonna go to Austin. <clears throat> they're gonna she's gonna be okay. buried in Sepulchre in Austin, so Okay. So like uh so okay. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna but I'm not I'm not gonna go to Austin and I probably I probably I, I I think I might I might start come out of town tomorrow. <clears throat> but uh I'm not going to Austin nothing like that, so Yeah. But now, And you uh, met Pastor but, Cooper down there? Uh huh. Yeah, the right. I just read him. He said he'd be on the show here in a little bit later. Here, uh, a little bit later. Okay. And <laughs> and Dr. McKellar is on with us too. I just wanted to let her know we are live now, <laughs> Mom. And uh, your line is open if you're ready uh, to jump in. If you're not, just jump in whenever you are. Yeah, I thought they. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe they had put y'all off the radio. I said, no, I, I no. said, no, they've been talking that, they've been talking that badly. They've been talking that bad lately. I thought they had kicked off. They've been working on kicking us off, but they let us back on tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did they, did, did they give you any idea of what happened the last month? Because that was about a month. It was, it was three weeks in a row of um, various technical difficulties to where we couldn't connect to the soundboard mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't all the week it just happened to be three mondays in a row well there were two sundays in there too um, oh, okay so it wasn't the whole week it was just, just our days <laughs> oh, okay you know sherry talking about uh, well what's that uh brother walker what was name donnie walker that mm-hmm. name that, yeah yeah the guy used to come in on come in uh, uh you know come in some nights on the shows i remember yeah. uh him yeah prayers up to his family that's right know. absolutely donnie walker he was an <clears throat> amazing man with a good mm. good heart and pardon how well did you know him oh uh, i've walker. known him for i've known him for several years through the radio um when mm. dr mckeller and i first started doing this show um, well, even before this particular show, but on Blog Talk Radio, um, uh-huh. I think that's—I think that's when we both met Donnie Walker. Now, I could be mistaken. Dr. McKellar may have known him for longer, but I thought we met him through through the same through uh-huh. Blog Talk Radio. Um, he was just just a good good human being, a yeah. genuine human being. He was a veteran. He served our country. He was just the first one out there in the street ready to go <laughs> when when it was time to go. And, yes, he told um, me three yeah. days before he passed. He said he lost his yeah. brother before he passed. Yes. Yeah. He was devastated. So and, yeah. Yeah. It, it and I know, I know 
Dr. McKellar did it. She also did uh, his radio program with him. Uh, she did Wellness Wednesdays and, and various projects with him. So they were they were pretty close too, and I know she's just heartbroken. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we're gonna pray for that, uh, you know, for that family, and uh, hope that you know, uh, yeah, like I said, I know the times that I talk to them, I've been on the radio, and he's, he's always supportive, and yeah, you know, doing whatever y'all need him to do or whatever. So yeah, so that's that's uh, it's always tough to lose a, a good a, a, a good brother. Yes, absolutely. And he definitely was. So he what definitely are you gonna, was. So, so what are you going to so, 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 so what are you going to do? So, so what are you going to do with your fellow Americans that decide that they don't want no more democracy? What are you going to do with them? Of course, you know, oh my you know I've, been talking, I've been calling them fascists there since I've been on the radio show. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Now, now finally, now finally, everybody find find it. Hey, wait a minute, these fascists, ain't they? Yeah. Uh huh. That's exactly yeah. what they're called. That is what they uh, are. As as you say, this is not a drill. <laughs> this this, this is, is the this, real thing. That's right. This is not a drill. This is real. These, these folks ain't playing. They mean what they say. Yes. So exactly. Folks need to understand that. Uh, you know. Trying to play like trying to play like it's something that ain't and again. You can't right. defeat a thing, call a thing a thing. Right. If, exactly. If they doing a fascist thing, you're trying to play like it's normal, then you normalizing fascism is what you're doing. So yes. why would you why are you doing that? And again, I say to my white friends, you know, if you think if you think you if you think you'd be safe in a fascist <laughs> state if you really believe that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Your, tell you about your state of mind. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yep. Had work. You see what I'm saying? It was like I said, folks. It was good people. Like, it was good people at the Holocaust. Nice folks. Nice. Yep. Nice. Just as nice as they could be at the Holocaust. Sit yep. Looking. Looking. You see what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. So, That's exactly right. So all I'm saying is, hey y'all, these folks ain't playing, Mm-mm. and so we don't need to be playing either. You know what I mean? He say he say he gonna be a fascist on day one. Yep. And on day one. Well, if you're a fascist on day one, then day two, then, then after that, it ain't gonna matter, is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know. So hey, so he's not already told yep. you. He say he won't do concentration camp. He told you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he now he told y'all that right there. He said he's right. gonna do it for he he's gonna do it for illegals. Okay, okay, he's gonna start out with illegals and he's gonna wind up with legals. Yeah, we, we yeah. Know how that <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know how that goes. Oh, I'm just gonna do the illegals. Nah, right. nah, nah, we know how this gonna go. We know how this gonna go. You know, yep. so now, so I'm just saying, and then, and then, uh, what do you think about? About the abortion situation in Texas, the uh, Supreme Court, uh, they're going to hear the case, but they're going to leave the law in place until they hear the case. Now, what kind of sense does that mm-hmm. make? Right. Right. Well, and, really and, yeah, you know, so what, what kind of sense does that make? 
And it's the same it's the same kind of argument that you just made. Everybody who stood by and didn't didn't say anything, didn't stand behind us when we kept talking about Roe versus Wade and, and the assault on bodily autonomy, we're not it it doesn't have it's not just a single issue. It's not about abortion. It's not about, you know, a woman's right to choose. It's about do do our bodies as Americans belong to us, period, because it doesn't stop with women. <laughs> I mean, well, well, you know what? The key, the, the key to this position coming up is not, I, I submit to you, it's not going to be the, quote, black vote, although we're going to be very important. The key to this election mm-hmm. is going to be white women. Yeah. Uh, white women, yeah. Uh, white women. Are white women willing? Are they going? Are they willing to give up their to give up their perceived privilege? Because it ain't real. Mm-hmm. It's perceived. Mm-hmm. Right. Are they going to give up their perceived privilege to create uh, another kind of America, or are they going to be going keep on continuing to? Because see, like I said again, like uh, uh, uh like like uh, what's that? Emily Litz and all them folks like that. Mm-hmm. Again, you know what I mean. Uh, when it all comes down to it, it's gonna come down to the white women vote. Are they gonna continue to support this type of behavior? Right. This type of behavior out of out of our white leadership. Right. Our, our white leadership has, is failing us at this particular point, and I say white leadership because that's who that because that's who that is that's failing us. And so yeah. again. You know, uh, you know how long will white women continue to support that type of leadership? That's my question. How long? How right. long y'all gonna support? How, how long y'all support it? Because as long right. as long as y'all supporting it, then you're gonna have you, then you're gonna lose your rights, and, and you're gonna give yes. up all your rights to be what? So I'm just saying, I don't, you know, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I, no, get I, it on I don't either. Hand. I get on the one hand, I understand, but I'm saying, you know, why would you, why would you even trust, trust that kind of leadership? You know what that is. So, but anyway, like I said, we're gonna see. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just encouraging the white women in particular to reassess, you know, uh, their political paradigm and, and look at yeah. it in a global. Look at it more of a global context instead of just an American context. You know, like the, yeah. they say, well, you got folks like you got folks, you know, uh, banning books and changing history and talking stupid. And I'm just saying. Yeah, know, Brianna, may I jump that? in? Hello. Of of yes, course, Brianna. welcome. <laughs> Thank well, you. Hello, I've been trying to get in. I couldn't start Arthur, <laughs> but uh, nice no, no. everybody. No, no, <laughs> I'm so happy to be. <laughs> I've, I've been been trying to get in. Even Pastor Cooper said I was online, but no one paid attention. But anyways, oh, no. Oh, Good Cooper, evening, everybody. One, please. I'm sorry. I wanted. I don't see his phone number. Press one, yes. Pastor Cooper. No, he was right. He was just letting you know that we were on. But good evening, guys. Thank you so much uh, for well, just the pleasure yeah. to kick off the kick off the new year uh, on Marvelous Monday, and it is indeed Marvelous Monday. But if, if you would allow me to back up just a second, I heard you guys talking about uh, Mr. Dunny Walker, and uh, so I I want to put a plea out there to everybody that's listening. And that is, let's kick off 2024 to make sure 
that we have our paperwork in order, that we have our wills, we have our trust, we have whatever, at least have a will, even if you have to write it on a piece of toilet paper and sign it and turn it over to somebody to carry out your final wishes. Yeah, it was a a shock to all of us that Dunny passed away. And I remember saying to Mr. Dunny Walker, you got to get your paperwork in order. You got to make sure that if anything happens to you, that we can go right straight to your paperwork since you were not married and you didn't have any family here in Texas. You know that if, if you go before we do, you're going to be well taken care of, but you got to have some paperwork in order. So this is my plea because we're having a difficult time in trying to get everything taken care of for Mr. Donnie Walker. And so everybody, please, please tell your family members, your friends, because we don't know where death is. Let me tell you, today is, what is the day? Today is the 9th of, of January. I have actually had 15 people as of today to pass away that I know very well of close and personal. Okay. So it's, and, and it's all ages. It's not, it's not senior people, uh, seasoned people. It's, it's been people of all, today was a 51-year-old that passed away. Uh, he had kidney failure. I mean, so you don't know when that time is coming, and so that it will be easier on the people that are left behind that have to pay your final bills, that have to be in charge of your estate, that have to make sure that your life insurance policy comes, and then and then a point of death. Make sure that your your checking account has a POD point of death, so that. Your money is not all tied up, and family members and friends and whomever you leave in charge cannot get to your funding so that they can give you the proper burial that you need. And so that's my plea, and I'm asking every single person. I'm sure that everybody on this line uh, that's, that's host and co-host have their paperwork in order, but there are so many people out there who do not have their paper. I even said to Mr. Danny Walker, I'll write out your will for you. I learned all of that when I was getting my degree in business. It's not difficult. And then I even said, you don't even have to have an official will. You can take a sheet of paper, write out everything that you want to have happen and who you want to have in charge of that sign it and date it, it would be great if it was notarized, but it doesn't really even have to be notarized. It just has to have your signature on it. So that's my plea uh, to everybody out there. Um, I'm heartbroken uh, with the loss of Mr. Johnny Walker, and I'm even more heartbroken because he had one, as you know, his brother passed away three days before he did, and so his sister is the only one of the siblings that's left. Obviously, their parents are gone. That she's having a difficult time in even trying to have a burial for him. 
So she's now I suggested that just let's work on not a memorial so much right now. We can have the memorial later. Let's work on uh, the attorney getting you conservatorship over your brother's estate so that you can make sure his home doesn't be, get lost because Donnie had a beautiful home, uh, two vehicles, and what, whatever else he had to make sure that is taken care of. So that's all I have to say in regards to that. We're going to miss Donnie Walker. As Miss Rihanna said, whenever there was work that needed to be done, he was right there making sure that it happened. He was an amazing investigative reporter, and especially anything that had to do with with uh, the veterans, but we know that, that we spent a lot of time on the Sandra Bland case. We traveled with her family uh, working on that. Dunny was just a good person that wanted to see things fairly and equitable. So we're going to miss him. We're going to really yeah. miss him. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. It's a loss. It's a, it's a huge, huge loss. Truly, it, it, is. It, it is. If anybody out there on this planet that was ever within earshot of him, ever felt that they weren't loved and appreciated, all you had to do was hear his voice and he'd let you know personally. He didn't have to even say your name, that you were loved and appreciated and that you had somebody out there who had your back always, no matter what. He was very selfless, a good human being. We need more people like him, and he, yeah. this world will miss him deeply. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. First Sergeant and I made a trip down uh, Donnie actually, as everybody knows, he was originally from Inkster, Michigan, moved to Baltimore, That's Maryland, right. and where okay. I would miss and I met him. And he had uh, the Donnie Walker Morning Show, where three years on his uh, on his Wednesday morning show, we called that show Wellness Wednesday, and that was just the kickoff in the beginning of uh, of our uh, spending that quality time on radio and, uh, in, and in person because what he did is ended up moving yeah. to Texas. He loved Texas yeah. and moved here. He actually was going to be heading down to Alabama where his brother lived. And he was, speaking of his brother, he was heartbroken that his brother did not share with him that he had stage four cancer. And so sometimes people are quiet about, uh, about their illness, but it was, Donnie just could not believe that his brother was gone. And so he woke up the third day, third morning. Uh, I think it was the fourth morning, as a matter of fact, and had chest pains and uh, went into cardiac arrest. And everything else is history. Um, by the time he got to the hospital, he was gone. So. Mm. But anyways, I want to share that. And then, of course, I, I know Mr. Arthur went uh, to the wake for uh, uh, Congresswoman, the late Congresswoman, uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson, um, today, this afternoon. She was my sorority sister. Uh, some may know that I'm actually, excuse me, uh, I went to a medical conference. Excuse me. That's right. Dr. McKellar's been in Las Vegas, unless I'm mistaken at a medical conference. And I don't know, Dr. McKellar, yes. if we lost you, or if, if you were no, choking, I, I, <laughs> are you, are you breathing? Back. I'm trying not to um, tear up, but go ahead, Ms. Rev, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were, I'm so sorry. I thought you swallowed wrong, but 
clearly you're upset your sorority sister and a much beloved congresswoman has passed. Um, That's right. And so, yeah, Dr. McKellar's been in Las Vegas for a medical conference, and I saw a message earlier that um, her Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated uh, is having an event today, and I know that you said you would be missing that event and you were upset about it as um, the congresswoman was your sorority sister. Right. It's what we call the IVB on the wall where we do our ceremony when – one of our sisters pass away, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful ceremony. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, that. realize that. Okay, I'm so sorry for my inappropriate choking joke, Dr. McKellar. Oh, please forgive oh, me. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no 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 no! That's, that, I, I what? Well, I kind of was, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm good. It's and, and I tell you guys, it's it's so many deaths already. This young my neighbor, 51 years of age. That died today, and uh, so his parents have already lost. This is the second child that they lost. They lost their daughter, elder daughter, and then they lost the baby, and both of the same disease process. So that's why I'm saying that we we just don't know when that time uh, is going to come in our direction. So we just have to be we have to be prepared. So that's right. that's all I I just wanted to uh to give offer my condolences and, and say how sad I was that, that Johnny passed away. So we can now move on forward. Let me talk a little bit about uh, this conference. That it, it, this actually is one of the best medical conferences I have ever attended. And the reason it was four physicians here that were presenting and the reason why this particular conference was so unique is everybody knows that knows a little bit about healthcare and a little bit about medicine that any disease process that we have is a deficit in our nutrition, whether it's um, not having enough uh, fluid running across the uh, blood-brain barrier, the brain. Uh, you have issues with your brain. You have issues with your heart. You have issues with your kidney, uh, lungs. Every every part and every uh, organ that you have, the reason why you have a disease process is because of the deficit in your nutrition, vitamins and minerals and all the things that we need in order to function. And so this conference, they brought nutrition with them. Dr. Um, Kadar Prasad, who is the, uh, he taught at the medical school in Denver, Colorado for 31 years. And he is a brilliant scientist. And he is the person who developed all of this. As a matter of fact, Mr. Arthur is quite familiar uh, with him. He actually came down to Tyler to the event that we were presenting for the veterans because this program and this, uh, these uh, nutrients were actually first began to, offer, to be offered to veterans. He went before Congress. He went, as a matter of fact, the, the military came to Dr. Uh, Prasad and asked him to develop some things for, for military personnel, which he did. And, uh, and he went before Congress and presented everything, all these things, these products, that he has developed actually uh, have all been approved. Uh, and uh, it's not too many. And I've, I've been involved in a lot of nutritional products. 
and some of them were good products. But this product is a great product, and that's the best way that it can be described. That um, And I, I started to using it about three weeks or so ago, and um, I, I have a lot of testimony that I can that I can use and say, but um, just remember that our body, this 2024, let's take care of our bodies better. Let's put the right things into our body. Uh, I, I know Dr. Hagney is, is big on nutrition and big on, on health, wealth, and prosperity. So I am really big on, on making sure that we take care of our bodies and we do the things that we need to do in order for us to have a healthy uh, lifestyle. And that's really what this conference was all about uh, this week. started on Friday, and it just ended just a little while ago. And there it is. So I wanted to share that with you as well. So I'll be heading back uh, to Texas and looking forward to, to even, even though the conference was great, it's nothing like being at home, right? Always you're happy to go, mm-hmm. but you're happy to go back home. So we're looking forward to heading back home on Tuesday. Okay. That's all I have to say about that, Ms. Rihanna. So we'll go back to wherever I, Mr. Arthur was, was dialoguing on something. Well, he was that on I roll. Got on. Yeah, yeah, he should be on a roll. <laughs> so I'll give it back to you, Mr. Arthur, where, in, where you left off. Did we lose Mr. Arthur? And I, Pastor Cooper's on oh, as well. He's, yeah, uh, yes, Pastor Cooper is driving. I, I let him know whenever oh. he's ready uh, to speak oh, and able to uh, oh, press yeah. one because I can't see his phone line. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, well, what about uh, Dr. Hagney and, and Dr. Uh, Carr? Are they on tonight? Dr. Hagney won't be on tonight, and okay. um, and I don't see Dr. Carr either. Dr. Carr, if I'm mistaken and you're on, please press one, but I don't believe he is on. Okay. Then. All right. Now, I know he must be hard at work because I do know that the law, a new law proposed by the Republicans in the legislature of his state would virtually ban public libraries. So I bet you Dr. Carr is hard at work this evening. Wait, let me get this straight. They want to Mm -hmm. ban public libraries? That really? would be the effect of the law. That that would absolutely be the effect of the law. Yes. Oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. Let me look up how it reads. Um, so it has it hasn't passed in his in, in no uh, house has okay. It has not passed. It's a proposed law. Okay. Um, let's see. Hold on, Corey. <laughs> very. Very, very interesting, I tell you. Um, uh, yes. I, I, I don't get it. Well, wh- while you're looking for that, uh, Ms. Rihanna, I, I want to also uh, thank the uh, city of Tyler, Texas, the Texas African American Museum, uh, the Empowerment Group, and all those organizations that, uh, that are featuring Shirley McKellar Day in the city of Tyler, Texas. That's actually going to be this coming Saturday, the 13th. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is the first uh, Martin Luther King Day parade in the city of Tyler. We've always had marches, and our march will will continue on the 15th. It, uh, that will take place. It takes place at the square 
and then we walk to uh, the Catholic Church, and that's where the program is always held. However, we are first time ever to have a parade, and I am honored to serve as the parade master uh, for that uh, parade. And then there will be a reception uh, in my honor from from noon until 2 o'clock on Saturday, and that's Sherman Keller's Day in the city of Tyler, Texas. So well deserved. We are so proud of you. We are incredibly proud of you. I mean, (laughs) it's about about time that you started to get this kind of recognition. I mean, you know, it's been it's been steady coming along, but this is the big time. (laughs) You're right. It it certainly has been steadily uh, coming. I'm just yes. honored to to be thought of in that way, Miss Rianne. Well, hopefully, hopefully it, it's uh, beginning to uh, solidify in your mind that you absolutely are thought of that way. <laughs> well, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, I come from a great city. I have I have no complaints with uh, Tyler, Texas. We can always improve uh, in in any ways. We you know we do great work in Tyler that we can do better work, we can do more. And I, I think that's kind of what uh, Mr. Arthur was alluding to. Um, right. Lots of lots of things going on. As a matter of fact, he sent, uh, someone sent the article about, the, uh, about several cover-ups of things that are going on in some of the southern, some of the southern states. Uh, just interesting. <laughs> Just absolutely interesting what's going on in, in our in our nation. So yes, absolutely. Well, and I okay. found the information that I was alluding to about the Arkansas assault on information. Um, okay. The first the first law that they that they were able to actually pass uh-huh. was a law that targeted librarians. <clears throat> to be criminally charged for disseminating, quote, harmful material to students. This is material about um, general science, sexual education, um, reproductive health, um, differences in gender identity, informational books, or, um, uh, you know, whether they were – Facts or fiction books, okay. books that right. that kids had access to that had you know that the subject matter was something that Republicans have decided is the hot topic issue uh, of the day, whether it's any of their business or not, uh, they could criminally target librarians. Um, a judge, an Arkansas judge, did block that law. Uh, so the next move in their playbook was a law that removes schools and public libraries from the part of Arkansas state code, which previously had exempted them from prosecution for disseminating a writing, film, slide, drawing, or other other visual reproduction that is claimed to be obscene under the existing obscenity laws. Um, So there's a good article in Axios that – talks about this. This was in August, um, and 
a federal judge temporarily blocked this one. So I'm not sure where they're going to go from here, but they are still on the bandwagon um, okay. to to ban, you know, because as Arthur did mention, we're calling them what they are now. This is fascism, and I do believe the fascists in World War II banned books and burned books as well. So that's, you know, right in line with that, if I dare okay. say so myself. And I think Mr. Okay. Arthur has us on mute. So, Arthur, if you're back there agreeing with me, unmute yourself. Okay. <laughs> but I'll post okay. I'll post a link to this Axios article for anybody who wants um, a description of these laws that they're desperately trying to um, to pass to ban libraries and mm. ban books. Uh, I know the virtual effect, um, as was stated in the um, article, is that in effect it. it it bans free public libraries, free access to information, wow. free access wow. to creative materials, um, and things that, as we know, in particular, LGBTQ mm-hmm. youth have the highest rate of suicide and homelessness. Wow. And a big reason for that is because historically, um, information, to to Mm -hmm, find mm -hmm. information about people like yourself when that information is scarce makes you feel awfully alone and isolated. And, you know, to to just shut down the idea that certain types of people exist, um, as I know that everybody who listens to to our show knows that we totally get that. (laughs) Um, Exactly. You, you you can't do that and expect to have a healthy population of people, mentally and emotionally. Right, right. So um, it's just as Arthur says, call it what it what it is. Call it what it is. <laughs> right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We we have so much going on in in our country. It's it's um it's really difficult to keep up. Uh, with, I mean, the minute you hear about one thing, the next hour so is something else, and it's all across the nation from one state to another state to just all over the place. And so I was saying to a couple of people when I, they, I sent out some Happy New Year's, right? And they said, one sent back, one of our friends that is well-known says, well, what, how are you going to make it be a happy new year? What, what can we do to make it a happy new year? And I said, I sent back a message to him and I said, well, one of the ways that we can make it a happier new year, a better new year, uh, even though we said we want to do more in 24, in 2024, and, and that more includes that, that we have to learn to live and work together in this country as one. Uh, yes. we got to show more love toward each other. we got to get rid of that hatred that Mr. Arthur was talking about, you and Mr. Arthur, yes. early on. We, we just got to get rid of that. And it seems and it appears that it's becoming more prevalent or just as prevalent as it was back in the days of our ancestors. And because all, you just hear about uh, hateful comments, you hear about hateful uh, acts, 
that people uh, make against uh, other people. And so if we cared more about each other, that would make it a much better world, right? That would make it a much better 2024 if we learn Mm -hmm. to have the same respect that we want people to give us, if we give that to others, then that mm-hmm. would that not make it be a better place to live? Absolutely right. would. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. what I sent back. To, yeah, I sent that to my friend, and he sent back and said 100%. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. how we're going to be able to go we, about. Go ahead, Ms. Well, yeah. it seems that when you say that, Pretty much anybody, no matter how they feel about things, would say, yes, absolutely, I agree with you. Right. But among among those people, you'll find that what that looks like <laughs> is so different. <laughs> You're um, right about that. You okay. know, because I, I know lots of people in my life who, for the past several years, okay. their entire political focus and purpose has been, quote, owning the libs, uh, sticking it to the snowflakes, up to, hmm. you know, uh, making people cry, that sort of thing. Okay. But they would agree, okay. they would agree with everything you just said. So, so what that looks like to them doesn't look like what that looks like to me. I, I, agree. To you. I agree with you. Oh, wow. So we've, we've got to define our, yeah, we, we've got to get back to a common truth. You know, there are just yeah. some things that are true, and there are some things that are not true. It's not yeah. just as hateful of me to be intolerant of bigots and racists wow. as it wow. is for them to be intolerant of my mother, of my brother Arthur. <laughs> of, wow. you know, there you go. It's just those aren't yeah. the same thing. Period. Right. There's right, right and there's wrong. And we have to agree on facts and we have to agree on a basic set of uh, principles of to live by of what's right and wrong. So, oh, you know. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. You're 100% correct. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So how I, I feel can, like we can get there. We can, we can well. get there. <laughs> okay, well, that was my question. You must have felt it rolling off my lips. Okay, we can get there, but how, how do we get there? I guess what would be the question. How do, we, how do we get on the same page and say, you know what, we're all equal, no matter how much you think we're not, we are. God made us all equal. He made us all the same, mm-hmm. right? Right, and we're pro- we're products of him. So when we mistreat each other, we're actually mistreating him because we're. Right. And I'm sure Pastor Cooper would would agree with. I know you agree with me, Miss Connor. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're 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 mistreating God when we're mistreating each other. When we're taking yeah. innocent lives, when we're taking lives. Period. Right. So. Well, and when we when we decide to take a firm, you know, stand behind a person or an okay. ideology or a you know a particular one issue, one narrow set of beliefs, mm-hmm. then we're being tribal. The only thing we need to be tribal behind is right, 
and yeah. good and yeah. respect and decency. I mean, those are the things, you know, we rally, I think we rally around these, these things that um, just end up making us fight over things that are ridiculous. Because if, if we all have the same um, way of communicating okay. right and wrong, I think we, we would be able to do this a lot um, easier. easier. But instead, mm-hmm. we, we go with, um, you know, the response to Black Lives Matter was, what was it, All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. Well, what does that do? That makes people think you're either on the side of cops or you're on the side of equality, no matter what your skin tone is. Those two things are not diametrically opposed. They don't have to be. They, you know, like they never were. So now we've got these two sides of the, of not the same coin at all because it doesn't make sense, but you know, somebody's there to set up those two camps and pit them against each other. I don't think so. Pastor Cooper, press okay. one if you are ready and I don't see you. Oh, my son is trying to shut us down. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to go on mute for a minute, but I'm listening. No, go right <laughs> ahead. Okay. Well, what I'm hoping that everybody, look here, 2024, 20, we're here now. Mm-hmm. Understand. When you talk about the mis, whatever it is, the computer, it's all based in quote. It's all based in fear. Uh, yeah. the, the the people that the people that operate this system that has most advantages, they, they they use fear. So we need to understand what fear is. Fear is nothing but fear is only you not knowing, you know, what you don't know. You know, and that's the only thing fear is. Fear is fear isn't a boogeyman. Sometimes fear turns out to be a great a great thing. If you if you if you uh, dive into it instead of trying to run from it, so basically I'm just hoping folks I'm I'm saying everybody uh, put on your big girl uh, whatever and your big boys whatever, and uh, you know now ain't the time to be fearful and now ain't the time to run around scared scared of what scared of what right. yeah, yeah. You, you, you can only die once. That's true. Only that once. Yeah, so so you know, and then and then you gonna have eternal existence after that. So focus on why you here. Why why are you here? Why are you on this earth? Well, I, I tell you, Mr. What Arthur. You yeah, it, it's not you or Mystery Honor, or Pastor Cooper, uh, Doctor Hagney, or Doctor Carr that I fear. It's him that I fear because that's the person that can destroy the soul, and the body. The people can only destroy your body, but they can't destroy your soul. So it's God that can destroy both. That's who we should be fearful of and respecting him by respecting others and the people that win. Even that that right there, what I would suggest is, of course, you know, everybody has their own God, right? Everybody has a different relationship with God. Me, I don't have I don't have a God that rules by fear. I, I mean, my God doesn't you have me scared. You know, mine don't. And so I'm just saying that. But it's a lot of people that use that, and I'm going to a religious context now. They will use that. Mm-hmm. You just, 
put it on God and then use God to get you spared. And like you know, like I tell you all no. the time, I say, like I tell the pastor all the time, you know, y'all, y'all sit there and y'all tell the people in church every Sunday, you have everlasting life, God got it, da 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 da. And then they leave the church, go home, scared to die. And so what I'm scared. Well, that, so that, Miss Arthur, that's the human. That's the human side of people that you're talking about. And we have to. People have to grow to that level that you're talking about. And it, it's not an overnight thing. And sometimes people digress. They may get to that level or think they're at that level of maturity, spiritual maturity. I'm talking about. And then they may recognize that perhaps they're not. At that no, level. I'm just so, speaking of spirit as a tool. I'm not. I'm not talking about some individual out there. I'm just talking about. No, I'm, I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about biblically and in generality. You said yeah, you wanted right. to talk that you were going religiously, so that's where I went. Yeah, yeah, religiously as a tool. They they use that religious tool to manipulate people out of their power, and I'm just saying, you know, spend your power, understand that you have a direct relationship with God. Uh, that's, why, that's why you have to. That's why you have to, to know the relationship and study the relationship for yourself, and not uh, when I when I go and sit in front of my minister, I, I have the same Bible that he does, I have the same God that he does, and so therefore, I can follow right along with him. I don't. My point is that you have to study for yourself, right? Take what somebody presents to you, and when you study for yourself and you know spiritually, then you're not bothered by what whatever. If you think that that they're misleading people in the church, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, like here, I grew up half Pentecostal, half Baptist, so you know, I got I got that. How, how, how do you do? How do you do that? <laughs> Well, I never heard so that I, before. I, I was at, I, I was okay. Uh, uh, Raising a sharecrop form. We were like, like my first eleven, my first eleven, uh, my first eleven years in in, mm-hmm. in the family. Well, it was in the Baptist church, and okay. so you know, how, and so was, you know, Baptist country. But anyway, and then and then like after after my grandma passed. Well, well now before mm-hmm. she passed, we mm-hmm. went to the Pentecostal. Right, YPWW. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So at one time you were Baptist, and another, then later you became Pentecostal. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. At the early age, then I, then my teenage years, uh, mm-hmm. started my twelve to, to when I left was was then Pentecostal. So I got a chance okay. to see both, you know, both of them, and you know, both of them say, you know, both of them telling each other, "You're going to hell." Okay. <laughs> say I refuse to put on uh, uh, the Crusaders' robe, uh, you know, Crusader jersey. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm not putting, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna put on a religious jersey and go fight the Crusade. So that's just, a month out. Well, churches, on, you know, they 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 still doing the Crusades within within religions and with and and you know against each other. So I'm just saying, it's a lot of, you know. <laughs> On and I'm not so I'm, so I'm saying that the God I serve is a nice, you know, nice God. You know, He wants me to do well, and you know, He ain't trying to scare the Jesus out of me. You know, He just wants me to do the work. So that's where I yeah. That's where uh, I but live. then okay, then so if you don't get the work done, then what happens? Well, I, I mean, you know, as long as I gave the effort, 
as long as I did the best I could, hey, that's just what that is. Mm-mm. No, but I said if you don't do the work, if you don't do the work, you take it. I'm not necessarily talking about how Mr. Arthur did it. I'm saying there there is a heaven and a hell, and so if you don't don't do the work that is laid out for us to do, then what happens? That's all I'm asking. Well, 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 well you know, heaven and hell. You're you're right, but but before it's heaven <laughs> and hell. Then it's been that's that value you got going on every day, right? That's that, that's inside. So basically, yeah, there is a hell, you know, and, and a lot of people mm-hmm. live it right, now, right. <laughs> some some people live it right here on Earth, right? Live it right so, now. So I don't want to live in hell on Earth and then end it, end up there. You know what I'm saying. Mhm. Well, like I yep. said, you know, all this is that. You know, back to fear. I'm just saying that fear is a powerful tool. And so instead of being fearful, you know, just be forgiving and be loving and see how that works out. Well, well I'm not fearful of any man. I'm not but I have respect. But I, but I, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm only, I can only talk about me. I can't right. really, I'm not in the heart of Mr. Arthur, Miss Rihanna, Pastor Cooper. <laughs> Dr. Hagney or Dr. Carr. So mm-hmm. I'm talking only about me that I don't fear man at all, but I fear God in the fact that I'm going to do what he has instructed me to do. I believe in the Holy Bible. That's that's my guide. It's the guide the direction that I comply with. So that's where, that's where I am. So, anyway, so that okay. We I think we I think we're on the same track. <laughs> I, I think. Hey, we're something about the boy. Uh, I mean, our boy. Lord, Lord. We think about him being in the hospital and not telling nobody. Which which that. person is who? Lloyd who? Austin. Lloyd Austin, our Pentagon chief. Lloyd Austin, our Pentagon mm, chief. Yeah. Was in mm-hmm. the hospital for days. Had was in intensive care. And ain't telling nobody. Well, if he's in intensive care, he's not able to tell anybody. No, no, no. What happened was he went in for a day surgery about okay. a week ago. Okay. And then, and then he I'm got out the hospital. Yeah, he okay. Got, so he got hospitalized with no thing. And mm-hmm. then he had patients had to go back in. Okay. And then we went back in. Had complications. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, from the day surgery. And yeah. so when and so when he went back in. Uh, it was, it, it was, I guess it was serious because he was in intensive care for two, three days. Yeah. And uh, Biden ain't know nothing about it. He ain't find out till Thursday. Hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That ain't good. So what, so what, was, what was his problem? Well, what, uh, Did they what, say? Uh, they, didn't, they, they didn't say what the, the, they didn't say what the deal was. I, I haven't comp- seen any specifics. It, okay. it was a complication. All, all they say is it was a complication. No, from I mean, what, what, what was the day surgery? Did you, did you hear what the yes, day sir. surgery was? No, I'm not so saying. No, they didn't say what it was. They just said he was there mm-hmm. for a, 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 a minor procedure, whatever it was. It was just a day procedure. Mm-hmm. And then he had complications a couple of days later. And they had to come back to the hospital and then intensive care for two, three days. And Biden ain't know nothing. I said, okay. oh, oh. Yeah. Boy, you got to tell yeah. him to go to the hospital. Come on, yeah, I, I, I've been out of 
I didn't know that. I didn't. I, I see. I have my television on in my quarters here in my hotel room, and I see uh, the uh, Fox News is, has this picture flash there. Oh yeah, and I'm sure. I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they they run, they're running around the world with that. But uh, uh, yeah. no, I, I didn't it know. It was that. an elective procedure. The initial procedure was an elective. Okay. medical procedure. He did okay. not disclose the hospitalization to senior Defense Department officials, senior White House, national mm-hmm. security staff members of Congress, media outlets, or the public for several days. The secrecy, which came at a time when Iranian-backed militias were frequently attacking U.S. bases, contravened mm-hmm. normal practices and disclosing medical issues for cabinet members and senior U.S. officials. The Pentagon Press okay. Association, representing media members covering the Department of Defense, criticized the multi-day disappearance and the ensuing lack of transparency as an outrage. And I just have to point out, I don't want to do a whataboutism, but come on. I mean, it's like nobody lived through the last presidency or something when this sort of thing was just the usual. Um, mm-hmm. However, we're supposed to be better than this, and this is an upcoming election year. And so this was a this was not a good look at all. We were supposed to be better than that last administration and, and hold you know go back to decorum and normalcy, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. And right. Th- that this wasn't this wasn't the this was the ball dropped here. But the media, yeah. it's the media that I'm criticizing. It's like it, there were no standards for the Trump administration. At all, so nothing was ever an outrage, including when he told us to drink bleach to get rid of the kung fu virus go. or whatever racist term he called COVID. So, right, right. Ooh, okay. But Pastor Cooper is on. He pressed one, and your oh. line is open. Welcome, Pastor Cooper. Uh, well, Pastor Hello, Cooper. thank you. Hello. Thank you. Yes. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Wonderful. Happy New Year. Can yeah. y'all hear me? Happy New Year. Yes, yes sir, sir. We can. Loud and clear. Happy New Year, Arthur. Happy New Year. Good to see you, uh, hear you again, Arthur, and uh, good to see you tonight. Uh, I'm in Arthur's uh, neck of the woods. Matter of fact, I just left uh, your current president. Uh, he made a grand entrance and uh, embraced the family of uh, Congresswoman uh, Johnson. Eddie Bernice. Eddie Bernice Johnson. And wonderful. also wonderful. embraced and shook the hands of all the Black Caucus. And uh, Dr. McKellar, you'll love this. All your sisters, all your AK, Arthur was out there flirting with all of them. All of them (laughs) close up together. And the first row, he stopped and shook the entire first row hand. And they all stood and saluted him. Yeah, so it was a great moment. Wow. Outstanding. That's beautiful. I'm so sorry. That was, I, I was telling them. Uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, and you already know this too, that was our Ivy Beyond the Wall that was at 5 p.m. Yeah. this afternoon where yeah. we honor and celebrate the life and death of uh, of our sorority sister. So I, I know wow. that I know there was a lot of AKAs there tonight. They were the largest group gathered together <laughs> tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely I'm so beautiful. happy you were able to go. Wonderful. Tell us more. So the President of the United States was there? Yes, he was. And and he did a wonderful job. He navigated his way through the crowd, the stairs, by himself. So if they said that he's not capable, he proved that yet again tonight. He is capable. 
He is ready for another four-year term. We need him to do so. And uh, it was a grand, grand uh, day uh, to celebrate the life. I mean, and uh, I, I noticed she was a believer, so therefore it was a celebration. Uh, yeah, you know, we, yeah. uh, we weep, even as Jesus wept when he lost his best friend. Uh, right. But we only weep for a moment because when you know what someone is, you didn't lose them. As a matter of fact, you and I talked about that, about uh, right. was it, uh, Donnie Walker uh, also. Donnie Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also passed with last week. Right. Yes, sir. The hearts are hard, burdens us, but at, but at the same time, though, we rejoice because we know that believers uh, absent from this body and present with the Lord, and thank God mm-hmm. for the legacy mm-hmm. of your AKA sister and our friend, uh, Congresswoman yes. Johnson. Yes, sir. Beautiful, beautiful. So happy you were able to go to represent us. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur. He was yeah. there with bells on. He was there with bells <laughs> on. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, that was that was actually Mr. Arthur's sorority sister as well. Right. <laughs> yep. So. Miss Yeah, E.B. Affectionately called E.B.J. I believe. E.B.J. Is that right? E.B.J. E-B-J. E-B-J. EBJ. Yeah. She didn't well, play. Well, Miss Leona and I would see. Yeah. <laughs> we we would see her. We would see her during the Congressional Black mm-hmm. Caucus uh, in yeah. Washington D.C. Yeah. So. Mm. And then she was big. This is what she was. She was also very big on helping veterans, and she would come over to. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd come over to the VA hospital, and then she'd have events where she'd invite us to come, and she would feed us. And, um, and talk to us about benefits and the things that she was working on in Washington, D.C., uh, for the greater good of veterans. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. But what I like yeah, also absolutely. is the legacy that you leave behind. You know, after 30 years, people, you know, tend to forget that you're even in the office because you've been there so long. So right. that's a compliment to her because of the fact there's yeah. no scandal. Uh, that, yes. that, that, right. You know, there's no corruption. So, I mean, again, hats off. Uh, well done. Uh, she was one of the first people in North Dallas and uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, North Texas, all that whole area. That embraced right. my campaign in 2017 when I was talking about education and right. uh, just opened her arms and her uh, her Rolodex and all the people yeah, that, right. that she was in contact with. Matter of fact, that's one of the ways I, I got in contact with Royce West, uh, one of the right. author's other friends up here in North Dallas. He was there tonight. And uh, so it was just a great time. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, that that's outstanding. Well, she was she was the longest serving uh, person in that. I know she served thirty years. Thirty years. And I believe she was the longest serving. I believe. Congressperson, I believe so. I think I heard yes, the same thing. Yes, con- Congresswoman. Exactly. Yes. The longest serving. Yes. So um, there was this article. Uh, about uh, I, I don't know what uh, what actually uh, took her life, but it sounded like that she was she was doing fine. Back surgery, it's what I understand. She was at the hospital. Back surgery. And yes, and um, uh, there was a mishap with the hospital. I understand that uh, that it's going to be litigation, and the son yes, is uh, moving forward. You know, and, and, I, and I love that. I mean, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you lived a great life at 89 or however old 
but at the same time, it's still life and it's still mother. Uh, I, I remember being 32 years of age in 1998, and uh, right. there were some things with my, my mother having strokes and things. And, uh, you know, you never want to let go. I don't care how old or no. young you are. It doesn't matter. Mom, does. It does not matter. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and you want people to take care of I mean, matter of fact, it, it just brings me back to uh, the surrealness of it. Uh, my mother had been uh, bedridden for 10 years, and it okay. dawned on me. I was like, oh my God, when was the last time someone, because we would take care of her, her nails, her hair, a doctor's appointment, and everything, I said, guys, we have missed her, her dentist appointment. And, sure. um, and we had to get the ambulance to bring her to the dentist. And my, my lady that was there with us, and she, and she said, Michael, what are you doing? I say, I have to take care of my mother. She said, well, bring it on in. I mean, we literally yeah. brought the ambulance to the dentist to make yeah. sure that we had health care and things. She exactly. lived, I'm, I'm telling you, she lived another 10 years bedridden, uh, only wow. two years in nursing because she got, you know, to the point where we couldn't handle her, where the sisters couldn't handle her, take her to the restroom, all of those things. But um, her nails were beautiful and perfect and long. Her hair was the longest <laughs> and most beautiful it had ever been. No stress anywhere to be found. She Wonderful. wanted for nothing. Wonderful. So Wonderful. I get it. I get it why wow. he was litigating. That's mommy. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, and I, I, posted a link in, I posted a link to that article in, in our chat thread. Um, so there's right. some right. upsetting details that I saw in there. But, Pastor Cooper, wow. you make such a – such a beautiful point about really extending your mother's life for that 10 years. And Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. there's just a lot of situations out there where that, that doesn't happen. That's just a a beautiful, a beautiful testament to the children that she raised, uh, that you all did that for her. That's exactly touching, very touching. We were scared of her, too. I mean, she had an iron fist. Well, <laughs> well you know, I, I, I love it. I love it when I see uh, children taking care of their parents yes. because they took care of us first, right? Yeah. And Amen. so when yeah. they, get, they get to the point where they cannot take care of themselves, now it's time for us to step in and okay. physically or pay for. If you can't physically do yep. it, you need to put the funds out there uh, to make Absolutely. sure that your parents are well cared for, well cared for, Absolutely. and we we do we know that 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 uh, uh, EBJ was a registered nurse as well. Yeah. She was actually the first registered nurse elected mm-hmm. to Congress, mm-hmm. and uh, awesome. so yes, yes. So she was a trailblazer, right? Yeah. Absolutely. She was the she first on a lot of committees. That's First exactly African American, right. anything on, on a lot of committees. There's too much for That's them right. to go through. And right. uh, Commissioner Brooks out of Fort Worth did a great job uh, oh, recalling did he, did he some speak? of the moments. He oh, did. Wonderful. And, uh, he he, he he's just retired himself, right? He just retired. Did he really? I didn't know. I, I kept he up. did. Yeah, I did, I, I did not know. Some uh, there's there's a couple of females, uh, one black female I know that's running for that seat there in, in Cherokee wow. County. But yeah, he was a county commissioner there, wow. so he so he was able yeah. to speak. That's great, great. 
for the first two and a half minutes, and, and then he kind of broke down a little bit, you could tell. But that's the first time I ever heard him speak that long. Normally it's a hello and goodbye and move on and high five right, you. Right. Yeah, right. so it was, uh, it was uh, again, a great word, testament to who she really is. Wow. So, so EBJ got an infection in her spine that developed yeah. after she left. She was left in her own secret. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. A nurse oh. on top of that. Wasn't and being taken care of. Exactly. Not taken care of. Not being taken care of. So and her son is leading the charge in the lawsuit, and the attorney seems to feel that they've got a pretty strong case against the hospital. Sounds like it. And, and they need to move forward with that case uh, because oh, they I, are. I, I mm-hmm. forget. Yeah, and I never forget because the. Uh, the medical industry, which we all had to deal with and, and, and part of, need to hear the alarm, and we need to sound the alarm. i never forget uh, back when COVID first started, my family was down with COVID. I had it, but I didn't know I had it because my wife had it and had right. symptoms, and I was right. when we were off quarantine. But there was a procedure that needed to be done, and they had a process to handle folks with COVID. And i never forget at um, the hospital in Houston, uh, that's where my specialist was, and um, mm-hmm. the staff was not professional. And at the mm-hmm. time, I think I was a candidate for lieutenant governor. I don't know, governor. Governor. It was governor. And um, I never forget. I never, never forget. I, okay. I, I called all the entire staff in and said, listen, you all are not the consummate professionals that I know that you all signed up to be, and you mm-hmm. never know who's on the gurney. I said, That's right. I am a civil rights activist and a candidate to be the governor of your great state of Texas right now. Yes. Special. So we called the head of the, uh, the department, we called the, uh, I forget the general manager of the hospital, I forget the name for it, uh, not the comptroller, but another name. And so we had a meeting. And the, the Nigerian African-American woman that was there, she said, thank you for being an advocate and a voice for our people because they mistreat them all the time. And no one is listening to me because I'm one voice. I say, well, guess what? Wow. The cavalry has arrived. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Here. Since y'all raised that question, I, I, I will say this. Back when I, of course, sure, you know, I was in the home health care business for a minute. About sure, six, yeah, seven years. Right. <laughs> and right. uh, during that time, during that time, I was able to work with Rupert Richardson out of out of uh, 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 out of uh, uh, what is it? Uh, not Shreveport, but the but the other one where the university is. Anyway, Baton Rouge. Worked with her and with uh, Merle Edwards. Uh, 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 Merle uh, Everett Evers. Uh, we were able to get the, set up a a, 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 a healthcare committee in the NAACP. Also during that time. You know, uh, when I, I was talking to uh, Congressman Johnson about how they were treating uh, black providers, right, and going on with all that. And so, you know, and so, you know, she looked into it, looked into it, but she really, you know, but you know, she didn't go, you know, she didn't go as far as we would have liked her to go, and as a result of that, of course, you know what happened. But I'm just saying that 
that uh, you know racism in healthcare was yeah. an issue back. It's the issue now. It's still, it's, it's still, it's still And until we address it, that's what you're going to be getting. And I, I tell people, either here, mm-hmm. you got a relative in the in the hospital system or a friend, go see them, go and yes. visit them. Go and because you don't, if you don't, I'm telling you, all kinds. You know, I know people that I, I know people that went to the, you know went to some some hospitals that like I said they come out sick. So you really have to be careful when you go to the hospital. Hospital is not, you know, in other words, like be careful when you go to the hospital. Also, you can go this right. but go this that's in the system. It, they get better care. Same thing, nursing home. If, if you get right. if you got somebody, if you're even more so, nursing home. Even more so, you're gonna get you're gonna get better service than if somebody don't come visit you. That's just the way it works. Should work like that, but that's the way it works. Right, and, and I. Exhausted. A lot of the workers are exhausted. They're tired. They're an excuse. Well, they're underpaid. They're underpaid for one thing. Yeah, that is the key issue right there is, first of all, you don't have enough staff. Secondly... Right. Uh, the pay can be better. Um, and thirdly, um, nurses have to work and stick together to make sure that they get the type of money that they so richly deserve. In the hospital setting, uh, it's never enough. Uh, travel so nurses, uh, go ahead. But that's real down. No, 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 no. It's real down to the nurses' age. I'm talking nurses' age. I mean, nurses are getting nurses underpaid too. But but if you're gonna pay a pay rate, where the only person you can get to do the work is somebody that probably didn't graduate from high school, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you what What do you think you're gonna get? What type of? You know what I'm saying? That's what. That Mr. Arthur, I, and I, I understand exactly what you're getting, what you're saying. I, I used to be the director of nurses in a facility. Some of the top facilities I've been a director of nurses in. What I what I would tell the staff is that you know exactly when you took this position, you knew exactly what it consists of, and you knew exactly what the pay is. Even though I fought hard to get increase in pay because it's really important for people to be able to be paid a, a substantial amount of money, but by the same token, if you you should never take on a position if you're not going to fulfill that position is all I'm saying. Well, or I would put it back on I would put it back on the hospital system and the administrative. The administrative I agree. Of the where, I agree. Where you create a position that's there to help take care of people, but you put it at a rate where you know you're not going to get the type of people that you need to actually do that kind of work. And I'm just saying that, and and and, and, I, and I'm not blaming it on the folks that come. Hey, look, hey, hey, they just hustling. You're hiring folks that's hustling through life. They hustling. And and, every, and let me just say this: that every single person that was hired in those positions are not all the same. There were some hired people who were nurses' assistants that did the job, but there was 
plenty of them that did not, especially on that graveyard shift, as they call it, that late night shift. Oh, yeah. You would find them sleeping or hiding yep. out someplace or hiding out in the patient's room. In oncology. That, yeah. yeah. Hey, here, uh, and, and, and that's how I paid some of my way through college, uh, security right. and the hospital. And, right. man, I'm telling you, broom claws, they hide everywhere. Anywhere, and everywhere. They, they keep uh, yeah. Sleeping, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and then um, also, and, and also, and also, you're gonna be missing a lot. Of, you're gonna be missing a lot of towels. You miss a lot of uh, toilet papers and all kinds of stuff. Because, okay. hey, yeah. Essential supplies. Yeah. If they ain't give me eight dollars an hour, then guess what? Hey, I need mm-hmm. toilet paper. My so guess what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. have that. And I'm gonna have mm-hmm. other stuff. So I'm saying, so you're gonna pay for it. You're paying for it. You, you're gonna pay for it anyway. And I'm just saying, mm-hmm. one way or the other. I would like yeah. you. You what kind of health system you got? When you look at how the lowest paid in the system is being treated, and I'm saying the big old gaping hole there, that's all I'm saying. And that, and big that is why I would encourage when I saw, when I saw, and most of these were young ladies, and when I saw these young ladies who had the ability to move on forward, improve themselves and their lives, I encouraged them every single day. To do just that, don't don't right. decide that this is where you're going to be the rest of your life. Right, right. Keep it moving, keep it moving. And then we we went to and started hiring uh, nurses who had finished their nursing program, but they didn't have their license, so they could they they could work as a graduate nurse, but they didn't really have a license. So we used them because the pay was a little bit more. And then that's another opportunity to encourage those who did have a a GED or did have a high school diploma or even uh, to go to to a one-year nursing program. Let's start out doing that. Or or become a certified. There you go. There you go. And in in the state of Texas, licensed vocational nurse. In some states, licensed practical nurse. Go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Right, and we have to promote us, you know, yeah. minorities taking care of one another. Because guess what? You have a lot of people. Nothing against my Filipino sisters that's coming over here in nursing, but mm-hmm. that's not their mothers and grandmothers that's in those nursing homes. I mean, in those Absolutely. hospitals. That's so it. they, they, they treat them like a, a, a specimen or something else. There's not that love and care mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. not their relatives. Well, that's interesting you said that, Pastor Cooper. When I was practicing years ago when I first graduated uh, from Texas Women's University, and so we were bringing nurses from overseas to America to work because of the shortage. And what I said to them, why don't we open up? Because in in the College of Nursing, you can only have so many nurses or so many students in the programs, right, at at one time, that's right. So I would say, why don't we open up the programs, add more students, add more educators, add add professors to teach these instead of spending all the money that we were spending to bring foreign nurses to America. Let's work on improving and educating our own people in America. Mm -hmm. That That was a long time ago. 
They would do it. Sure, sure, sure. I think you may yes. not. I'm not sure, but I think you came through at that time. Remember, they had that because I had a couple of relatives that became okay. nurses at the program. They had a program back, I think it was in the uh, the 70s, I think it was in the 60s, 70s, where they, where they uh-huh. did that, where they had a program to encourage folks coming mm-hmm. nursing. And a whole bunch of black mm-hmm. folks got in at the time. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. and right. then so at some, some point they quit doing that and started doing this other thing, which is, which is yeah. and, and of, course, uh, of course I know why they did it. They did it because they didn't want to pay you American nurses what y'all was worth. And so to keep the cost down, they went and imported people from other countries. You know, well, I, let I, I me mean, just I, share this with you. That is precisely, Mr. Arthur, why at Texas Women's University they selected a group of what they call their advanced nurses or their, their nurses that excelled while they were at Texas Women's University, offered us scholarships. I was one of those to go to law school. So the money wow. was $30,000. Law school at SMU was $60,000. So I asked, could I use my money that was given to me to get my um, my degree in criminal justice and study uh, legal paralegalists and, and that area of study? And so they allowed some of us to do that simply because – we didn't want to have to pay another $30,000 to go to SMU, which is a very expensive law school. So you're right, Mr. Arthur, that took place and that did happen. But that was the fight back and the pushback that the nursing organizations and we didn't have, we didn't have uh, unions for nurses here in Texas, but there were unions in other parts of the country that worked toward that and wow. fought for that. Right, so, right. That's that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I don't know what time. What time? What time is it in Texas? Nine forty-one. Nine forty-one. Nine forty-one. Seven forty-one. Where I am. So okay. I was. I wanted hey, to hey, make hey, sure that we were on track. Go ahead. Hey, okay, a couple things real quick because we haven't been on in a month. Right. So a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, uh, you know, last month, but basically, Lie. we got a for the Supreme Court took the case where they're going to decide whether or not Mr. President uh, can can uh, kill somebody on Fifth Avenue and don't nobody say nothing about. Okay. And and also the 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 uh, uh well, what's the other one? Uh, uh, whether he can run or not, whether he's eligible to run for president or not. So those the, are the, the things. Fourth, the Fourteenth Amendment. What you think will happen? What you think will happen? Huh? Okay, what y'all think will happen? Rihanna, what's going to happen? Well, well we, we, can, I, can I jump in and then I'll give it to Miss Rihanna? Yes. What 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 we know is that there are several states in the union that that is not allowing his name to be on their ballot, and it is written in their constitution that they can do that. However, we know that the federal law supersedes the state laws, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's what, it's what Roberts is going to make sure happens at the Supreme Court level as to whether – this guy is going to be able to 
and we all know who we're talking about, be able to be on the ballot. Go ahead, Miss Rihanna. I wanted to throw that in there to, to kick us off. Well, um, <laughs> I, um, I'm happy that they're deciding to hear the case, um, sort of. I would be happier if we had a more um, honorable Supreme Court at the moment because we yes. have some really wonderful, really wonderful justices who are there because of the wonderful justices who paved the way before them who are no longer with us. So it's yeah. unfortunate that we have so many um, people on there right now who aren't willing to do the right thing. But um, it seems like they might also be painted into a, a little bit of a corner because this is a, a true constitutional question. You are ineligible to be president if you are under the age of 35, not a natural-born citizen. Uh, there are go. a few different factors, and one of those is you cannot have committed an insurrection against this country. Um, and I'd say Jack Smith has all the evidence that he needs to prove that, in fact, in case anybody wasn't paying attention with their own eyes on that day, that president did, in fact, uh, commit an insurrection against this country. So I think according to the Colorado Constitution, he's ineligible, and according to the United States Constitution, he's ineligible. So. I hope the Supreme Court understands that we will all be watching. And I'm sorry for the loudness of my child. I'll go on mute. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Hey, Rihanna. Hey, Rihanna. 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 Yes. Up. Rihanna yes. Yeah. And, and let Colin enjoy himself. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> I got your kind of background. I want to ask you, uh, do he know his uncle is black yet? Have you told him? Oh. <laughs> he knows. Oh. He is He is you very keenly aware. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh my goodness. <laughs> he knows it and he's happy about it <laughs> he's so funny well I'm sure he knows according to the conversation that you project on on the uh, yeah. marvelous Monday that's how he knows <laughs> <laughs> he's part of it he writes he writes he, half of the script he, yeah. <laughs> I love it I love it that's so funny. <laughs> I see that's what he's doing in the background now. Go ahead, Ms. Yeah, Hurst. I wanted, I wanted to <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, guys, let, let me ask this question. Then we know that John Roberts, uh, the Supreme Court Justice Roberts, has a lot to say about this, right? He has a lot of rulings that he could make to make all of this be according to the Supreme Court. This, this is what, I guess this is what I'm confused about. Why is there even a discussion on exactly. whether or not the Supreme Court would allow or not allow or don't know uh, which direction to go in this fight? I mean, this mm-hmm. is a man who did all of these horrible things. Why is that a discussion? It would not be if any of the one of us had done any of these things. Oh, oh absolutely it not. not. <laughs> exactly. yeah, several states would have gotten this already. We would have been picked off a long time ago. <laughs> do, we need, do we need to remind everybody about the tan suit and the Dijon mustard on the burger, please? There you go. Uh, exactly. Uh, 
tan Amazing. Reagan had a tan suit on too, and they say nothing about his tan suit. Oh, that's that's different. That's different, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just taken back that there is even a discussion about this, really. Exactly. It's that different set of facts we were talking about earlier. And there, there you go. It's a different go. universe of facts that we just, yeah. all of a sudden, there's not an agreement on what the simple facts are or what right and wrong is. Uh, Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman from New York, was, okay. I'm sure you all saw her on um, hey. ABC on Sunday, and she, she called... Hey. 16 uh, hostages. She's talking about January 6th insurrectionists who are in prison for abusing, you know, and beating up law enforcement and, and raiding the Capitol. She called them hostages on Sunday hey. TV. Hey, Riri. Hey, 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 Riri, do you know it's been a long time since we uh, come together, everybody, but uh, now, you know, we did have a situation where, where Lauren Bobert. Oh my Did you gosh. see that? But what they were oh, yeah. dating, did all that grabbing oh, yeah. on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what no. happened? Because I haven't seen any any news since Thursday. Well, she, oh, you don't you don't want to see this news. Jordan Bolden, who's, okay. who's, who's a grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she hadn't been on a date. She 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 yeah you know, she got famous and divorced her husband. That other crazy woman did. But anyway, she divorced her husband, okay. and so she's back. Right. And so she's back in the dating scene. And so they went to play, right, with, in the theater with a bunch of other folks. And and, and, yeah. and her and her new boyfriend, they were like grabbing each other, crotches, uh, you know, and all that. And then finally got kicked out the darn. Got uh, kicked, kicked out, out. yes. What? For lewd behavior, that, yes. I don't look at it. I don't look at it. I don't know what they doing, the groping. They was in that, she was in that vaping. Vaping. Oh, that's, that's oh, right. That's vaping right. In the, she was, she was vaping, vaping? Yeah, in a nice theater, yes. Was for a Broadway type production, yeah. And so what I'm saying to look here, and so what I what I was like to say to all my you know white friends who who's into that. Now if you if you had Lauren Bolton <laughs> and that woman in, in Georgia talk y'all into having a war here here in the United States, yeah, come on now. I know y'all not listening to them, right? Not them two, right. not them two, really. So right, uh, but hey, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Miss Boba was yeah, all on film. You, you, you ain't seen that, Shirley? Oh, I, I haven't seen any. any I haven't seen oh, any news. Well, I've well, been you know in what a I'm conference. <laughs> oh, my mom has an uncanny <laughs> ability to <laughs> overlook <laughs> trash. <laughs> I, there you go. Good job. Good job. <laughs> it wasn't for the tender eyes. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. It was gross. It was really gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll You're talking about uh, in class less. Ooh, yes. No, no class. Ooh, no, yeah. yeah no. no, no. She she has class. It's just low. L O W. Low class. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Deficient. <laughs> exactly. Let's hear it. Okay, update. Uh-huh. She, she won by 500 votes in the last time. So now she figured, her stuff's so ragged now. She moved, she's going up to uh, run for that other right. guy. Who, 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 you know, run for his seat. And so, you know, and they're up there going, you know. So now, you know, so she, you know, I, I don't think she'll be back. But I'll say it like that. I think we'll see the last right. for her. Really? Yeah. One can only hope. Well, wow. you know. 
So what other they, guy's uh, seat is she running for? Uh, well, what's that guy named that had a little sense? You know that Republican that had a little bit of sense uh, out of Colorado. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, what happened here, to I think his I think he his name was the, actually Denver something. Yeah, yeah. Look at he look at look, he left Congress because of because of folks yeah. like her. And then oh, she's going to yeah. okay. <laughs> Right, right, right. Denver, Rig- Denver Riggleman. Okay. Was yeah. he a, a senator? No, a congressman. He was a, a congressman. Well, oh, well, no, I'm sorry. No. That, that's, the wrong, that's the wrong guy. He's Denver Riggleman's from Virginia, but he's one of the sensible ones who left as well. But she's going for a Colorado of- seat. But I You're thought Bobart of- was already a congressperson. Well, yes, she, is, she is, but she's up for re-election, yes. so, and her dissertation, right. so she's moving on to another oh, district. Oh, I got it, got it. Yeah, and see, in Colorado, and they don't like her either. Into his district. Colorado, gotcha. Yeah, in Colorado, you don't have to live in the district you're running for. You can just be over right. here in this district. Oh, okay. So they got I got it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Well, and the latest is that uh, there's apparently – old allegations that she punched her ex-husband in the face. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But Boy, you know, this is what happens when me. Republican, right. Well, this is what happens when Republican operatives with all that huge money behind them scour the toilets and the OnlyFans models pages for their candidates. I mean, this now, is how they pick these people. Hey, 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 what about the Mom for Liberty people? Uh, you know, like oh they my got, word. you know, like they got him for that's a rape charge against him. Yeah, they yeah. was doing three so far. They was telling everybody, you know, uh, you know, see, dig, run, and play. You know what? What? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, doing this right here with y'all. You got throwing that book there out, right? Because you know that's too uh, vulgar, right there. And now here you wow. over here, you threesomes. Really? <laughs> Not even. We're dealing with y'all. Uh-huh. And what's that yeah. called, Doctor Cooper? That's called a uh, psychological projection. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Boy, what they're let doing. me tell you. And they've been doing it for a while. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. Been doing it for a while. We're yeah. we're in some serious times, are we not? Well, we yeah, serious man. people. We serious yeah, people. Absolutely. And we're designed right. for them, and we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. That's it. Yeah, that's it. No we're time ready. to waste. No time no to rest. Time. No time. You know what I'm saying? And right. the, work, the work continues. Double yes, work. Right. Oh, yeah. We must hold people are. accountable. You are the mm-hmm. work. Sure. Yeah, sure. the work. Mm-hmm. Am I the work? You are the work. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. You work. Well, so I'm, I'm up for I was at a medical conference telling them, uh, Pastor Cooper, this is one of the best medical conferences I have ever attended for this reason right here. There was four physicians that have been presenting uh, these last few days and, and what they brought with them because what we all know is that every disease process that we have and encounter, uh, it's because of the deficiency in our diet, our nutrients, our vitamins, our minerals, all of that, that creates the diseases that we come up with uh, in America. And they brought products that they use in their practices. And Mr. Arthur came down to Tyler. I brought 
these people down to Tyler for the simple reason that they were talking about uh, things that they could do to help veterans. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, uh, I now use their products. And, uh, and, and I've always used supplemental uh, nutritional products because, you know, we cannot eat enough food uh, in, to get into our bodies to take care of all the nutrients that our bodies require. I know that they changed the food uh, pyramid up uh, a little bit to try to, well, I don't know why they changed it up, but they did change it up. Mm-hmm. And they, they talked about, when they changed that pyramid, they talked about how sugar is fine to eat, have sugar. And, and sugar, is, I mean, I know we have to have some sugar in our bodies, but but the way that they're presenting it is you can just eat how much ever you food. want. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, they got some medicine for you. Yeah. Now, there you go. There you go. There You are now. Now you're talking. Got some medication mm-hmm. for you. So mm-hmm. just keep on eating, eating bad. It, 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 it's like you see them commercials, and I don't know why mm-hmm. they do that, right? They go do a, 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 a you want them grease the hamburger commercial, and then they go get somebody overweight, black, to act like they can't wait to go get that man. The I hamburger. Think, you know, why, why, y'all, why y'all do it like that? <laughs> y'all do it like that. You know that man yeah. ain't got to eat that hamburger. Exactly. Bunches, bunches of sugar, bunches of fried food. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. You know. That, that guy grinning like they can't wait to get it. I'm going, you know what? You know, these commercials, I don't know about these commercials. That's a whole nother on the line, America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's all about yeah. the money, Mr. Arthur. It's all about yeah. the money. Yeah, uh, we, we, I saw a study years ago uh, talking talking about sugar earlier. Uh, one okay. doctor, uh, pro, uh, professor MD, came back and said, "If you cut sugar out your diet, it's almost impossible to get cancer." Now I know if we live long enough, we all born with cancer cells, and eventually it develops and becomes a, you know, you ninety ninety five hundred years old. But he said, "Sugar is not your friend." Sugar is, and I and I believe that sugar is not our friend now. And you're one hundred percent correct, uh, Pastor Cooper. We all have those cancerous cells in our bodies, but we also have to do something in order to correct. activate those cancerous right. cells. And so when we sure. don't eat right, right. and right. and, and sure. let me tell you what else that they've talked about, uh, Pastor Cooper, the radiation that is that gets inside of our bodies from our cell phones, from our our um, our modems that are in our homes from our electricity, our lights. People, actually, I see women doing this, and it just breaks my heart when I see them. They carry their cell phones in their back pockets. They showed us us films of people holding their cell phones up to their ears and having cancer of the ears, having cancer Mm. of the brain, and all of these things. And so these products help to get rid of, these all of this radiation and stuff that that we inject wow. into our bodies now now as you as you know and and as we've already said the pharmaceutical salespeople don't they're not trying to hear none of that and no, the technology the technical people they're not trying to hear any of that they want us to buy all think about how many cell phones are on this planet the children wow. got cell phones uh, i yep. have two 
and, and but they but they live in the next room away from me uh, because I, when you learn better, you do better, right? I'm not having right. my cell phone in my bedroom. I'm, I don't want any of that that five uh, G radiation uh, in there. I don't want that stress that's getting into my body. So I'm keeping all of that stuff away. We we have we have cell phones and we have more than one sometimes, and then we have uh, uh, the tablets and then we have our laptops. And so I said, this was really funny. You guys would get a kick out of this. They were talking about how many people that place their laptops on their legs, and and then then that radiation is going into the bodies of men, going into the bodies wow. of women, decreasing the amount of eggs uh, and cells that men normally can produce a million every morning that they wake up. All of that, and that's why you have have children that are born with uh, deficiencies, uh, trisomy 21, too many uh, mongoloid children that have uh, extra chromosome, right? And so they said, so the guy says, well, it's a laptop. <laughs> and we got to mm-hmm. laugh out of that because that is what it's called. Yeah. But I never yeah. thought about that because I put my laptop on my desk and type right. from there and work from there. I've never placed my laptop on my lap. So, but anyways, that's, I guess sure. if you don't have a desk, you just place it on your lap and go to work. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's 10 o'clock, so I guess the show's going to close, but I just want to tell Mike about that sugar. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, it may not, she may not be no good for me, but she sure is sweet. <laughs> well, I know that's terrible. Right. So <laughs> terrible. So, yes, I had to sit by him tonight, too. He's so bad. He's being bad tonight. That's a whole other show. He, and, and he's being bad right now. So we gonna. Yeah. We gonna, he says ten o'clock. So do you know where your children are? I hope so. So, anyways, it's great to be back with you guys tonight. I tell you, we look forward to uh, some new things coming down the pipe. We'll be talking about those things that's coming up on next week. So thank you, Pastor Cooper. Thank you, Mr. Arthur, Miss Rihanna. Uh, we miss our other two, and we got to get us in gear. Because we got work to be done. We're going to do more in 2024. Thank you. May God bless mm-hmm. you. And we'll turn it over to Miss Rihanna. Have a good night, everybody. See you back in Good night, Colin. Good night, Colin. He says good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be The war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glorious destiny. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. 
That's why I rose and sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Now the war is not over. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon is to stay peaceful We sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had and epiphany now we right the wrongs in history no one can win the war individually it takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy welcome to the story we call victory the coming of the lord my eyes have seen the glory one day when the glory comes Thank <laughs> you. 